Welcome to the other side, Beyond the Looking Glass. We're a spinoff of the popular podcast Through the Looking Glass, continuing meaningful conversations with a focus on solutions. Join us as we dive below the surface, openly addressing trauma, barriers, communication, and cultural factors that impact relationships. We aim to build understanding, provide resources, and cultivate healthier connections. While our topics can help all, our primary focus will be on the communities of color. So let's explore Wonderland beyond the looking glass as we uncover paths to healthier bonds, healing, and a more authentic you. Hey everybody, welcome back to another another riveting episode of Wonderland Beyond the Looking Glass. And yeah, I'm starting to see some feedback coming in from our previous episodes and it looks like people are vibing. You're liking the shorter content, the more direct content. So I do know the last episode we did bust 30 minutes by 10. We're going to try to stay on track uh, this time. Can't promise you, but we're going to try. And this topic is going to be an, a very interesting one. But before we get into it, let's do our mental health checks. So, Chris, how's your week been? <laughs> it's been it's been good. It's been good. I'm in the I'm feeling thankful. Cool, right, season. it's about that time of year. It's about that time of year, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. How about you, Keisha? Um, my week has been going good. It's been a little stressful, but going good so far. How's yours, Michelle? Um, it's been busy. Uh, again, I have not been doing the best with time management, and I'm paying for it with my lack of sleep. But um, I'm here, and I'm doing much better than some. So. As Chris said, being grateful. So yeah, let, let's keep that that theme going. But today we're going to talk about um, boundaries and expectations. And a lot of times people find themselves in problematic or complicated relationships because of porous boundaries and unmet, unsaid expectations. And I think this is going to be a topic that really can resonate with a lot of people, hit home with a lot of people, but also hopefully provide some additional information that you can use in your partnerships uh, that that might help. Um, so to get started, have either one of you ever been in a relationship where the bound, you didn't have any boundaries? And, and you might not have known it when it started, but then looking back, like, yeah, my boundaries were crap and this is why this happened. Yes, um, I was, but it was um, a relationship back in college. Um, I really didn't even know what healthy boundaries was, you know. I kind of had to, well, I didn't have to, but I went through, unfortunately, some experiences that kind of taught me, like, you need to, you know, put up some boundaries to protect yourself from encountering some of the stuff I went through again. What were some things, if you don't mind... Sharon? Um, verbal abuse that turned into physical abuse. Um, 
being put in uncompromising situations um, that could have been deadly. Like, so just, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a big, big thing, big thing. What about you, Chris? Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I think for me, it's been more so not like the boundary of boundaryless relationships, more like the situationships and, you know, kind of how those go, that going with the flow type stuff. Nah. That's a really good way to look at it, right? Because going with the flow is absence of boundaries in certain areas. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to really dive into that one, too. Um, and I, I mean, I'm pretty, I think pretty much everybody, if they're being honest, can say that they've been in a relationship where they, when they look back, they feel that they should have had um, stronger boundaries and, and doesn't necessarily have to be romantic relationships. This can be friendships, family, um, anything, but boundaries are so important because it gives you kind of the playing ground what I can and cannot do. And with that comes the word expectation. Now, I've heard many people say using the word expectations in relationships, that's a bad thing. You shouldn't have expectations. I I feel differently about that. But before I, I throw in my, my opinion when it comes to expectations, what do you all feel when you hear the word expectations as it relates to relationships? Do you think it's a bad thing? No, absolutely not. I mean, the expectation, because you're kind of putting it out there, what you want to get out of it. So it's like you like need to know where you want to end up and then how to get there. So, I mean, that's basically what an expectation is. I agree. Okay. Um, I would say yes and no. Um, expectation, am I expecting this person to be faithful, treat me right, uh, be a communicator, X, Y, Z? Yes. Um, and the no part would be sometime when we um, set expectations, if the person is unaware of them and they don't meet your expectations, these unknown expectations, then it can cause friction. Mm. So. And for me, and I agree, I agree with um, kind of with both of what you guys are saying. It gives those rules of engagement. And that's always been my thing. Like, if you don't have rules of engagement, what are we doing? I There has to be a code of conduct um, that I feel you should have in a relationship. What is acceptable behavior? Because everybody doesn't have the same moral code. So whatever somebody else might think is acceptable, you might not. But if you don't have that conversation, how do we know? So I think expectations should be a requirement because if you don't know what you're working towards, then that whole go with the flow mentality is okay, which I don't think that it is. So when we go into the conversation about boundaries, what are some things that somebody might be able to recognize in their relationship if they have porous or non-existent boundaries what are some problematic behaviors that might come up um that can signal because some people like you said earlier um Keisha that 
you didn't even really know the concept of boundaries and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So for individuals who might be listening, what are some behaviors or things that can happen that can signal, okay, we might have a boundary issue here. And that's for both of y'all. I'll say um, like, like insults where it's like, is you're joking, but then it's like kind of crossing that line. Um, so it's like if the person is basically they're insulting you, but then they're kind of laughing it off, joking and in a joking manner. But you can kind of tell that hey, this might be a little bit more. Right, I can see that. Um, taking advantage of somebody like. Um, I mean, it can go both ways for the woman. Okay, you're going out with this person. You want to bring a friend, a couple of friends. and Oh, he can just pay for it. You know, he can cover our drinks. He can cover our food or just assuming or vice versa, the guy doing it with the woman. Like, you know, can you, you know, handle that for you and your, your dude, you know, your homeboy or whatever. So, yeah, I think that's one that um definitely... <laughs> is a boundary broker. And I think um, that one I've heard of in the past from, you know, different people. And I think that's one where they're like, do he, he got the audacity or she got the audacity. Then it's like, when do you approach this thing and say something? So, but that's a whole nother level. I don't want to get off topic. No, no, no. This is, this is good stuff. And another, I think a boundary too, and kind of hinting on what you were talking about already um, could be areas where you find yourself in an abusive situation right. where just because you're in a relationship with somebody and you're sharing the same bed that they have access to have sex with you whenever they want to. Situations where, okay, here's a scenario. If you do not consent to the act, it is rape. So if you are sleeping with somebody next to them and he wakes you up by engaging in sexual intercourse that you did not agree to, that's rape. So not expressing that as a boundary, well, that's a bigger conversation at that point. But that's an example of where some boundaries can be violated. If I'm telling you no, and you keep pushing the issue and pushing the issue and pushing the issue until the person just agrees. So you'll shut the hell up again. And I've talked about this on other podcasts. The first no is the no. The first no is the answer. The whole chase mentality can get you in a lot of trouble. Right. So respecting boundaries, it goes on both, both ends, right? Cause sometimes people might not feel um, strong enough or, or they're scared. So it's like, okay, if I say no to this, what's the outcome? What what could be the repercussion? So having your boundaries are important, but respecting boundaries are just as important, right? So Chris, you brought up the whole making fun of somebody, right? So how would you suggest somebody addresses that? Like, okay, if that is violating of somebody's boundary, what are some things that you would suggest to say, hey, not cool? You uh, the first time it happens, you gotta you gotta nip it in the bud that first time. 
because mm-hmm. if you let them get away with it the first time, they're going to do it again. And then after a few more times, then they're going to kind of keep seeing like, okay, how far, and they may not do it purposely, but then it's like, they're just going to, okay, how far can I push this? And then it's like, it might be a day you're not just having a good day. You ain't feeling it. And they might make the same joke that they have said, let's say 20 times before, but this day you're just not feeling it. And then you snap on them and go off on them. They say, hey, well, I didn't say that before. You never got mad before. So that's why now you just look, man, the first time you got to nip it in the bud. I know it's been times when I've told people where it's like, yo, man, you can't let you can't you can't let them say that to you. Like you need to like stop this now because it's it's gonna go too far. So go ahead and end it now. Right. I agree. Thank you. Your examples, Keisha, too. Like what suggestions or advice would you give people to address those type of boundary violations? Like what what steps would you suggest they take? Um, I agree with Chris. You want to address it when it first happened, you know, sometimes, um, even if you don't address it in the same setting, sometimes it, it, it takes going and processing it, maybe communicating it with somebody else just to see, you know what I'm saying? Do you think? Cause this is what I'm thinking. I just don't want to jump to conclusions, you know, just kind of running it by somebody you trust and then going back and addressing the situation at hand. But I think it, it does make sense to do that because it can get far out of hand if you don't address it. And then you have that one day, like Chris said, and you just blow up. And it, it, the other opposite person is like, dude, I mean, like, we always play like this. It's like, no, you play like that. I was never playing. So, right. Yeah. What if people are too scared? Like, what if, like, to, and this can kind of overarch into expectations too. Like, okay, I'm really feeling this person, this, that, and the other. But when they do this, I feel like my boundaries are being breached. But I'm I'm scared to bring it up because I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to mess this up. What, What do we do with that? And that was expectations too, like, that's part of the question, but what about how to make your expectations, desires, whatever known in a relationship, but in a way that you feel that you're not pu- pushing that person away, if that makes sense? Open communication, I think, is key. Um, because if you're going to risk how you feel, for that opposite person, you're still unhappy. It's still going to be a problem. So I don't. I don't think it's fair to the individual to risk um, not uh, communicating how they feel to the other person just to uh, maintain a friendship, relationship, or whatever. Because you're still not happy. I think it'll create more problems. Yeah. And what do you think, Chris? Yeah, I mean, well, if it's gotten to that point where you don't want to communicate that with the person, then I mean, you have to now. You, I mean, it's kind of like, is this the person for you? If you can't 
let this person know how you feel about something or you 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 feel you're worried about how they might react to how they're making you feel. So it's like, I mean, you, I mean, that's kind of like bigger picture. You need to look at them. Right. And also too, it's some self-awareness on your part, because if you are putting yourself in a situation to question how you feel you should be treated versus this relationship, are you putting that relationship above yourself? That's, that's the question. Because if you feel establishing boundaries and expressing that to your partner is going to cause them to leave, maybe they need to. Right. I agree. Maybe they need to. Um, but let's let's go a little bit further into the expectations. When do you have that conversation? Say you just met this person when do you have that conversation about this is, you know, you know, a lot of dudes I've talked to in the past come out and say, well, we don't like it when you guys come up and presenting stuff like it's your resume. I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. And I don't know if Chris can uh, co-sign on that or not, but I've talked to many dudes where they say that annoys the hell out of them. Um, what's the workaround with that? So, and, and that's specifically for Chris being the, the dude, like what is the workaround? So say a female is wanting to kind of just like, Hey, this is what I got going on. This is what I expect. Like, but not present it in a way that you're on a job interview. Like what's the workaround? Well, and I think, and like I said, I can't speak for all guys. I can just speak for myself, but I'll say, I think the reason why guys kind of feel that way is like, because a lot of women would make that's like everything about them. So it's like their accomplishments defines them. And it's like guys, are, okay, well, other than that, like who are you or what are you about? So like when you're talking about setting those, she's a woman setting those expectations or boundaries, like talking about it up front. Now, like I said, I mean, if a first date or you just get to know somebody, let's say if you met somebody on a um, dating app or whatever, or online social media so i mean it's like i wouldn't say like that wouldn't be like the first few conversations but i would say within at least maybe a month or so just kind of letting this person know especially if it's somebody who you've been talking to for a while getting to know and then you kind of feel like hey it might be something a little bit more there then like i said i wouldn't put like you can't put it all on a person at first but you got to kind of like spoon feed it to them what does that look like? Spoon feeding it to them. Give um, us an example. Just, I mean, just kind of just letting them know, like, okay, let's say starting off, you meet somebody, you guys are talking. Let's say, you know what I'm saying, a guy jumping your DMs. So he jumping your DMs and you're talking. And y'all just kind of messaging for a few days here and there. And then let's say it does eventually y'all want to meet up for an outing, <laughs> a meeting. Yeah. So... Then, I mean, you still kind of get to know each other, but let's say y'all plan a, a second um, date or whatever. But then it's like, okay, now it's like, hey, if you feel as though, hey, this might be potentially be something else, that's when you kind of talk to the person and say, hey, well, like trying to figure out, hey, what are you looking for? And then you let them know, hey, this is kind of what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a um, exclusive relationship um, at this point. 
And then you kind of go from there and see what that person says. Is that though? Okay, so that can kind of lay the playground out. But what about expectations? Like the expectation in relationships? Like, okay, so an example could be I have an expectation of having a gathering a meeting a get-together a date whatever chris wants to label it um four times out of the month when do you have that level of conversation like those types of expectations i expect to have communication with you daily i expect and i mean and is the word expectation does that have a bad connotation do, do we need to change the word expectation to something else I think it's the way you present it, especially for a guy. I mean, if you know you like talking to him every day, it's like, you know what? I I really, your voice does something to me. I really like talking to you. You know, I, I look forward to speaking with you every day or whatever. You know, it's the way you present it. I think not. My expectation is that I talk to you every day. We need to go out four times a month. You need to come pick me up from my house and bring me back. You need to buy me a gift. You know, it's, I think it's how you kind of present it. Yeah, it's um go back to the old saying. It's not it's not what you say. It's how you say it. So it's like you can present your expectations to somebody without it seem like you're giving them orders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when they violate it though, okay, say we're not using the word expectation. Say, you know, I really like your voice and I want to hear it every day. Blah, blah, blah. And if they didn't do it, they stopped doing it. And then you say, Well, I told you I liked your voice, and they might be like, Okay. <laughs> like I didn't know you wanted me to talk to you every day, though. <laughs> So so how how do you make it known that like no this is an important part of the relationship and I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass? Um you can just let the person I mean let them know how it how not hearing from them how it made you feel. So you just let the person know your feelings. Let them know what it did to you. What does that sound like, Chris? Just stroke his ego, or get Gosh, out. Ego. no, I don't see no. Cause stroking ego that sounds more like you're almost manipulating. Because it was some things no. I was about to say, and I was like, no, nah, that sounds like I'm kind of like manipulating a person. No, I like, because, yeah, I think it's important that you stroke a man's ego. Your dude, it's important that you stroke the ego. It's important that women get their ego stroked too. It's not that you manipulate them. It's just it's important that you do that. That's called love bombing nowadays, though. Mm. And then what's the uh, other word they um call gaslight? Gaslight. Yeah, they, you, I mean, but they call that gaslight. So it's if like you don't stroke their ego, somebody else will. Hmm. It's okay, as long as you're doing it under the right your meanings, your reasoning for doing it is the right way, the right things. It's not trying to just manipulate you, just really just we do it with our kids. Oh my God, you are so strong. Oh my God, I love the way you do that. Look how he clean up his room or whatever. 
So you talk to a man like a child. That's no, what I didn't say that. I was using an example. Like we do it with our children. It's good, even as adults, it's good to get your ego stroke from time to time. Women and men. Positive reinforcements. Positive reinforcement. Let's call it that then. Positive reinforcement. I think there's a balance though. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I think there's a balance, balance because. It can go too much. Like now I'm just thinking you're BSing the whole time you say something. Don't do it every day. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, could you stop? You, I know you've dealt with dudes like that, Keisha. Like every damn thing out their mouth is always, oh, you're so this. And, and you're like, please stop. Because I'm, don't do that. But you know, when that happens, when it happened to me, it was in the getting to know stage, getting to know you. And it was like, you're so full of it. Yeah. Right. Now, Keisha, did you tell the guy that? Oh yeah. Okay, I right, cool. Yeah, I was saying because that's a lot, one thing women want. Women tell these dudes like, "Come on, man, cut the shit." Like, whatever you said that yes. Like, and then it's like it's gonna make dude either step his game up or like, look, man, <laughs> that's all. That's all he got. And then you know, hey, that's that's what you want to get from that guy. He says it, but. Doesn't really mean it's just like filler words for them. Well, and here's something too, and this is probably another episode because this is kind of branching into it, but I'm glad you brought it up. Um, again, where the balance is needed because too much you're thinking the person's BSing, but if you don't get it at all, then it's like, is this person even feeling me like that? Like, what what are we doing here? Um, and I think it was in one of the videos. Uh, that I sent you, Keisha. I mean, this might be a conversation for a whole nother podcast, but when when the partner, your partner feels that you get compliments enough from so many other people, they don't need to do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And Chris looks confused. That's a real thing? Yeah. So say, okay, for an example, say you're with a chick and she might think you are freaking beautiful to look at. Like you are amazingly handsome in everything, but so she are. feels you get this information from somebody else or other people all the time. So I'm not going to freaking blow your head up. By that sounds like a hater. Hater? No. Yeah. It, I mean, say, hey, well, I'm I'm not going to tell you this because you hear because you're getting it from else. everybody else. So what's nah, the point? man? Like yo, no. So that's like so you oh so that's like me saying I'm not going to compliment my woman because she get it from everybody. I mean like come on man like, there's dudes out there I'm telling you I can so see it, a little bit yeah. a little bit of uh I can see both of what y'all saying one of being a little bit of a hater like okay it doesn't matter if other people say it to me it matters when you say it to me. And then I could see it as your head already blown up. So why should I just add on to that by saying, right. you know, so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Learn something new every day. That's why we're here. So. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. So expectations and boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah it's not a bad thing it's it's not a bad thing 
Like, nope, no. it's not. It's not. It's what? <laughs> How do we feel when we get into that conversation, though? Say it's new people. Say it's a new relationship. Do we just say boundaries when they are violated and say, uh-uh-uh, we don't do that. We don't do that here. Or is that a conversation you have beforehand? Um, like, don't come to me drunk. Don't freaking, I don't, my, first you have the non-negotiables, right? And then you have where my boundaries are. So those are your yellow areas. Okay, I can tolerate it, but more than blah, 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 it's going to be an issue. Like drinking, social drinking is one thing slurring your words and everything else absolutely not so it's kind of like when do you have the conversations about what is a no-go like this is a deal breaker here this is a boundary that if you violate it it's a deal breaker is that one conversation that you have or is it trickled in when the violations occur yeah i would well, say it, it's on a case-by-case basis so it's like you kind of you don't know until your face with that um obstacle. So let's say, for instance, if you, let's say you was bringing up before the drinking. Now you have different people have different levels and tolerance of it. So it's like what one person, let's say a previous person that you were involved with, they have one beer and they're just falling all out. And then, but someone else, I mean, they might have a higher tolerance. So it's like on a case by case. Now you could, and but then you say, "Hey, this is if it's something that you had happened to you, um, then it's like you just kind of let them know, hey, in the past I dealt with this, so I would appreciate it if you could like hold back on this." Um, I think it goes back to in the beginning stages, getting to know you when you present your negotiables or non-negotiables to the person. That's a form of setting those clear boundaries because you're telling them right up front, you know, this is what I'm willing to deal with. This is what I'm not willing to deal with. So even before you get, you know, in depth with this person, whether it's a friendship or a relationship or working on a job, you've already presented those things. Right. So that's a, we, uh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying that's just a way of um, approaching the situation. Right. And and I agree with everybody. And, and just, you know, as we go ahead and wrap our 30 minutes here, communication. And I think everybody is kind of hinting to that. Um, communication and when a violation occurs, address it. Address it immediately. Because sometimes you don't know about your boundary has been violated till it's been violated. And you're like, whoa. That did not feel good. So mm-hmm. trust your gut, know what your core beliefs are and stand on that. Because if you don't have a core belief, you, your boundaries, you really don't know where they're at because you don't know where your center is. If you don't have a center, your boundaries are anywhere, right? They're they're not, they're kind of very fluid. So hopefully this this gave you all some insight on the conversation about boundaries, the importance of them and, and expectations. And there's different ways to establish those conversations, but the key is to have them. The key is to have them. So yeah, do you guys have any final shots? Well, I shouldn't say shots. Any final uh, statements that you want to add? 
No, no, Keisha, I mean, which we always talk about is just communication. So, I mean, you like over communicating is never an issue. Never Unless you don't like to hear their voice. And then you shouldn't be with them. I don't know. Thank you. Maybe, okay. maybe, maybe. I don't know. Maybe there, I think there's people out there with people who don't like their voice. There's got to be because some people's voices are annoying as hell. And they got a partner. I guess it's not annoying to them. Never mind. All right. So <laughs> voices are important to me. So, yeah. So, yeah, we're we're going to go ahead and sign off on this one. And you guys, as always, take care. Stay safe. Be well.